You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Fonti. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia brought to you here on our community radio station 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. We've got a full show for you today, not much time for chitter chatter, so the Falcon's in the studio and I'm going to introduce him right now. Here he comes. I want to talk to you. I'm going to tell you an astounding story, the story of the Maltese Falcon. 600 years, the falcon has carried the mystery of a fabulous wealth under its grotesque wing for the Maltese falcon. Introducing, once again, to Pigeon Radio Australia, our regular and the original Maltese falcon, Tony Barbara. Good morning, Mr. Tony Barbara. How are you? And uh, welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Good evening. Good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, listeners. And good morning to everybody around the world. Yes, good morning to everybody around the world. You feeling all right, Tony? Yeah, not bad, no. And this fella right now that I'm going to introduce tells me he's got a surprise in store for us later on. Somebody's coming on, but I don't think he's going to say much about it, but anyway. back folks let's give him a warm welcome back to pigeon radio australia introducing the one and only pigeon racing italian stallion joe angelino good morning mr angelino surprise 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 as your intro says you've got some surprises i do i do i do and don't um, say anything now no no and i just want to say good morning to you tony good morning ivan and good morning to the listeners yes i do have a surprise 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 yep it's gonna (laughs) 
That's going to be good. Yeah, you got, and I, I uh, think it's going to put a smile on both your faces, actually. You reckon? Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. We'll Trust see me. what happens later on. Yeah, I want to say congratulations, too, coming... Uh, Second, second oh, in the club, mate, <laughs> and uh, you, were, you did well, and uh, I can see your results going up, up, up. Uh, and uh, next week, look out! <laughs> I'm going to call it. Ivan's going to win his oh, club, and he's going to go up high in the Fed. You watch. No, that's no. my my prediction for next week. You watch. What do you reckon, Tony? I reckon he's got a good chance yeah, to win. His results are going up. Look yeah, out! Going look up. Look out for the Fonty. <laughs> You know yeah. what they call my missus at work? The Fontanator. The Fontanator. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll call him, the Fontanator. Oh, we got the Fontanator. <laughs> All right. For him. The ah. Fontanator. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll call him, the Fontanator. Well, yes, what a show have we got, eh? We've got a... Some jam pack. Yeah, we've got, uh, well, you know, as we announced last week, Mr. Michael Portelli is now a regular, so we've got him coming on later yes, on. Yes, and don't forget, if you want to know anything... You can ask questions, and he'll anything. answer them. Yes, just message us on Facebook, uh, you've got your P- Pigeon Media... You can't get better answers from a better pigeon. Exactly. Exactly. We'll tell him who you are, who the answers, the questions are from, and uh, yeah, you guys can listen. That'd be good. Anyway, we've got results. We've got heaps going on, so I think we might take a break, listen to our sponsors. We've got no time for music today because we've got too many people lined up waiting. Impact. So uh, we'll be back after our short break and listen to what our sponsors have to say. Fontanator. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer Mix, Racing, Breeding or Original Pigeon Mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor greenvalleygrains.com. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Stock produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeon's inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035 Double nine eight one thousand and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor.
Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales, on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM Sponsor. Australia on 88.3 Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside. All the way, down under, in Melbourne, Australia. The only devoted racing pigeon radio show, in the world. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have our Greater Melbourne Pigeon Federation correspondent, and they raced on Friday, and that's none other than Gary Gillard. Gary, how are you? You had a race on Friday. Tell us what happened. Well, it was a good Friday for some. (laughs) 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 For others, well, what can I say? Um, No, look, it was okay. Um, We raced from Deniliquin. Uh, we thought Friday was you know, possibly the better day, and uh, we had a race, and that's basically about it. There's uh, always winners and grinners, and one of the biggest grinner is uh, coming in at first spot is the Hater Brothers. So um, they've done it again. Good on the Hater Brothers. Mm. Second was uh, Bean and Blackett from Peninsula. Then we got Rod Churchill from Danny Nong came in third with Patty O'Toole coming fourth. Lou and Carol Gatt at fifth, Mazalowski at sixth, Raffi Lay at seventh, Arison and Kid, he come in at eighth, Nasab ninth, and Nick Latiotis rolled in at tenth position. Oh, good. Well done all to in, All in all, it was, a, it was a good race. Yeah? Good job. Good all job. right, that's good. Now, you've got auctions coming up, and we've got none other than Mr. Rod Churchill on the phone. He's the president of the Greater Melbourne Pigeon Federation, and he's got a sale coming up on your auction site, yeah? Yeah, we've uh, we've got Colin Walker. Uh, his auction's just about to end, and Rod's uh, got some birds on there uh, starting at 9 o'clock on Sunday night. And that'll go for a week, so uh, it'll end next Sunday. But I think he's got 13 birds on there, and uh, if you want, we can go across to Rod. He can tell you a bit about them. Let's do it. Hello, Rod Churchill. How are we going, gentlemen? Good, good. How are you? I'm fantastic, and thank you for asking. Awesome, mate. That's good. Yeah. Well, you done all right in that race on Friday, didn't you? Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was quite happy with that. Excellent returns, and um, yeah, I was happy. What was the bloodline of the bird? Beg your pardon? What was the the bloodline of the bird you clocked? Well, well, the bird that I clocked was a Veenstra, two-year-old Veenstra hen. Still doing good with them. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. You've been doing good with them. Yeah, they've been yeah they're, they've been going all right, and um, I've been cross. Well, actually, I clocked her and the next three pigeons, 
Two of them were Gabby's cross oh, for yeah. the Veenstra, so yeah. Yeah, good, excellent. Now you've got the oh, sale mate, coming up on the Greater Melbourne auction site. You want to tell us a little bit about what you're offering? Oh yeah, well I've, I've, I only, look, I've got a sale coming up on it, and I did it last year. And the Fed, we, we we set it up through Gary, who's done a fantastic job with it. That the Fed gets money out of it, and a few of the boys, Gary's one. Um, and Steve Gazola and that, and we put the pigeons in and, and some of the money goes to the Fed. So oh. I've put up some of the birds that I've got quite a few birds I've put in the stock and I've got pigeons that are rung like 15 and 16 rung and I've got their sons and daughters in stock. So oh. I just put them out there that hopefully somebody else who can purchase it can breed what I've bred oh. so out of them. So um, they've been great pigeons and... Um, um, well, how do you say it? Do I say it on, on air or not? But they're too good to kill, so you give the opportunity for someone else to purchase something to mm. breed them something. So, yeah. Mm. No, that's excellent, mate. That's very good. And um, so, yeah, um, you donate most of them, They get, then the money goes to the Federation, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Well, you get some out of it, and yeah. um, 20% of it oh, goes okay. to the Federation. And, um, 10%, Rod. Ten. Oh, you sorry. Can don- you can donate twenty if you wish. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So. Mm. But no, there's a couple. I was on there. I was told one. A guy rang me today about it actually, and mm. um, I just said, look, uh, there's a there's a couple of pair of gabbies on there, and last year, like one pair bred me a fed winner. Um, it also bred a Fed winner for Aaron McKay in a sec, Aaron McKay in the four hundred, and a second Fed for Barry Marshall oh, in a five hundred. A cockbird. How good so, is that? Very good. Yeah, these are down. Those pigeons are in the um, sale. Um, that's the last of the Gabbies, hmm. and I've got a few of the old Hermans in there as well. There's a hmm. a direct pair of imported Hermans that I imported. Hmm. Um, they've been fantastic pair of pigeons, and um, I thought, well. They're rung 2013, but they're still breeding, and hopefully someone will get them cheap enough and they can breed a few for yeah, themselves. Why not? Why oh, not? I don't think they'll go cheap. No. Oh, well. <laughs> see, see, I, can, see. I can tell you right now, Rod, that there's a Herman pigeon there on, on the opposition uh, auction side that's up in the $2,000 mark, and it's 14 yep. rung, I think it was. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, a, yeah. You know, people want a good one still. Well, they come down off the Olympiad lines, and uh, that's what they mainly are. And um, they've been bloody terrific pigeons for me, and they cross well with the gabbies. And yeah, they're they're, they're good birds. And that, that's virtually the last of the older ones. And I've got uh, you know I've kept sons and daughters and grandchildren off them. And yeah, and um, as you say, you got to you know turn over a few to make room. And that's what I'm doing. No, that's good. Uh, that's good. Yeah. You're yeah, always doing something too. good, Rod. You're always doing something good for the sport, mate. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Yeah. The other yeah. thing too, Rod, is, is don't forget that um, those pair of Hermans uh, that are up there, the GB ones, they've also bred uh, multi-fed positions for you as well. And also uh, the, your pedigrees are up there as well on the Gabbies, so you can see yeah. where exactly they go back to. Um the only, the only thing is with all this is you never get to add, you know, no. what what the birds have actually done because, you know, you don't get time to update pedigrees or, you, you know, something always else happens. But, um, well, we photographed all the birds and I've got to say they, they all felt magic. So uh, yeah. there's no reason why they shouldn't go well. 
No, thanks, Gary, for that. I mean, I, I, like, I've, there's a few details on them, and, you, you know, you keep doing and blokes ring me. Like, I, I, I breed race teams for different blokes, and I've got blokes like the boys in Ballarat have been fantastic, Adelaide and Sydney boys. Well, you, you, you know, how many, how much room have you got to put results that they've got in there? And, um, and, and that's it, and there's an opportunity, and, um, yeah, they've, they've been good pigeons. I was lucky. Um, I, I purchased two hens that, um, what's his name? Is it Ken? Ken um, da- no, not Ken Davies in the union. Um, what oh, was his name? Jim Davis. Uh, Jim Davis. Jim got out of it years ago. Remember when he went overseas? Yeah. And I purchased two hens directly bred down off of um, Little Boy that he bought off of... Um, Jack, your mate Jack Gary. Yeah, Jack Vandalin, yep. Yeah, Jack Vandalin, and my God, those two pigeons, um, they they just, whatever I made it to them, they bred. You know, it was just incredible what I got through from those pigeons, yeah. and um, yeah, isn't I was it, pretty lucky. Isn't it good, Rod, when you when you get a bird and it starts producing all these oh. good pigeons? Well, don't, yeah, and that's it. I mean, as we all know, they're hard to come by. That's what they? I was going to ask you. How many times have you come by some pigeons like that? Not very often, mate. It, it's very oh, – if you want me to tell you a bit of a story. Yeah, cause Jack, used, Jack used to buy um, food, food off me and, and uh, other bits and pieces, not so much food like uh, minerals and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And I used to have an old family of Dewert pigeons, and they just got – I'd go down the club and I'd be – half an hour, three quarters an hour behind everybody. Mm. And talking to Jack, he said, you want to get these gabbies? I said, mate, can I get two pair off you? Anyway, he said, yeah, yeah. So he sent me over four cocks. Mm. And that's all he had available at the time. And I purchased those two hens. Mm. And um, those hens made it through those four cocks as the family of all the pigeons that I've had. And they all go back to the little boy lines. And, and um, yeah, they, they, they've been terrific. Mm. How good is that? And, yeah. and, and if anybody's lucky enough to get them on the auction, you'd, you'd go to say that they'd go on producing for those people as well. Yeah. Well, last year I put a few on, as Gary knows, and um, and um, Vince Petavoli in Sydney, he bought them because <laughs> apparently up there they reckon the Gabbies aren't scared of the Falcons and that, and they cross pretty well with everything. Well, he bought most of the Gabbies that I put on the website. Oh, last year, and <laughs> I was talking to him about four, three or four weeks ago, and he said, of course, they've just started racing, mm. but um, youngsters off them are still there, so they're quite happy. They're, hopefully, they'll go through better for him, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, very good. And he's done the same thing. He's crossed the gabbies in with the Veenstras and that. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, that's cool. Because he... He bought all those imports off the Arado brothers when they, they sold them all up. Mate, I've the been to his imports. place, mate. He's got every import known to man over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. he, he also got a lot off Steve Gazzola too, but Steve set him up, gave him a bit of a lender yeah, to Yeah, uh, he did too. To breed some more, yep. Yep, yep, yeah, they um, bred a few. And I did um, get a couple off of Vince of the... Um, features that he had, and that's what I've put through mine as well. Mm. And I'll tell you what, any bird that goes up there to his place, they're in pigeon heaven. Yeah, yeah it's incredible. <laughs> He's got pop, classical music going through there, heated floors. It's, yeah, really? beautiful. Oh, yeah. Lovely yeah. place, it, lovely place. The loft just looks like a house. It, it does. Exactly. It was a house <laughs> when you see it. You think, my God. Well, Tony remembers. Tony, you went with us there, didn't you? Yeah. 
Yeah, remember his loft is really nice. nice loft. Beautiful. I wouldn't mind have one like that. <laughs> Easy, Tony. Just knock it down and build one. Yeah, but, uh, money, Mike. Tell the wife. Ask the wife. Just break the piggy bank. Ma- the wife passionate like me. Yeah, but I'm sure the pillow, the pillow is stuffed full of money. You've got to play that slot up, Tony. Yeah, yeah ju- just hope for a win. Mm. Yeah, that's it. No, that's mm. good. All right, Gary, you got any more questions you want to ask Rod about the uh, auction and, and fill us in on the website where the people can go if they're interested in uh, obtaining some of these birds? Yeah, look, we've, we've basically said uh, what there needs to be said about the birds. I think the yeah. birds will speak for themselves mm. as in the last auction that Rod had. So um, that's basically it. But if anyone wants to uh, go and have a look, they can go to www.gmpf. Dot com dot au forward slash auction and follow the link. Oh, fantastic. Good. All right. Thanks to you, Gary, for your weekly results. And thanks to you, Rod, for filling us in on uh, this great auction that's coming up on the Greater Melbourne uh, Pigeon Federation auction site. Thanks very much, gentlemen, for inviting me on the radio station again. Thanks very much. You know and uh, thanks to you too, Gary, for everything you've done. No problem. You're more than welcome. You're always welcome, okay. Rod, on the radio. Anytime you need to make an announcement for the GMPF or whatever, you can just ring us up and you're welcome anytime. Thank you very much, Guys, gentlemen. good luck for next week and, um, yeah, good racing. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Bye. Pigeon Radio Australia's weekly Australian pigeon racing results. And we're doing the weekly results. We'll first go to the Melbourne Federations, and the first federation up uh, is the Victorian Pigeon Organisation. We'll read the top ten for each federation. In first place, we have Albie Bell. In second place, Paul Cositis. In third place, Joe and Kay Angelino. In fourth place, Ed's Loft. In fifth place, Jay Mikolov Tamp to Tam Loft. In sixth place, Tony and Doris Barbara in 7th place, Kwam Khan in 8th place, Mike Scandalera in ninth place, A&A Barbara and in 10th place, Charlie Camilleri. Let's now go over to the uh, Victorian Homing Association and they've got two races and first of all, we have the North Race result, top 10, Tung M&P, Stephen Brothers, third, Brudenell, T&J, fourth, Merbus, H&C, five, Mellorick Brothers, six, Kiersey, S&R and Son, seven, Fox and Brudenell, eighth, Howe, J, ninth, Gravener P, and in 10th place, Deech Pong T. And they have a South race as well from the same place in Kirting and in first place Balchki GTNA in second place Malia Jane K in third place Wilson and Howe in fourth place Rainbow D in fifth place Gazola and Clark in sixth place Wettering D and Sun seventh place Brown S and S eighth place Dela Cruz N ninth place N and K Podesta and family and in tenth place Hosking and Douglas now let's go over to the uh, Victorian Racing Pigeon Union we're going to check up on next. And they had a race from Shepparton this week. 
and it was on the Sunday. And in first place, John Flores. Second place, Mick Doria. Third place, SNC Sini and Desira. Fourth place, Geckers and Lapworth. Fifth place, GNS Church. In sixth place, RM Simmons and Sons. In seventh place, Huang and Zhang. In eighth place, Jay Denaro. Ninth place, Paul Burlack. Tenth place, Amir and Fatty A. Matty. All right, and now let's go to the Western Pigeon Federation. And they had a race from Daniloquin on Sunday. And in first place, we have Keisha Loft. Second place, J&M Portelli. Third place, Felix Lear. Fourth place, Keisha and Holwell. Fifth place, J&J Poulos. Sixth place, F&E Dali. Seventh place, El Palagora. Eighth place, Ferruja and Bogdan. Ninth place, M Bennett. And in tenth place, Sagas Brothers. And congratulations to all those people in the Melbourne Federations this week. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer Mix, Racing, Breeding or Original Pigeon Mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Stock produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Toulon Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340. 551 Southern FM sponsor Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons in a health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035 9981000 and FM sponsor. Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023 with a guaranteed first prize of $100,000. Australia's biggest race is on again this time from Cobar, New South Wales on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor. chance to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to hopauctions.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to hopauctions.com.au and check out our race team. Southern
had a dream that someday I would just fly, fly away. And I always knew I couldn't stay. So I had a dream that I just fly away. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And I always knew. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have the second place getter in the Victorian Pigeon Organisation race from Daniloquin this week, and that's none other than Paul Cassidus. Hello, Paul. How are you? And that's a very good pigeon up there. G'day, Ivan. How are you? Thank you very much. Hello to uh, uh, Joe and uh, Tony and all well, our listeners. Congratulations, Paul. Uh, pigeon, yeah, I've got to well, say that. Done. I think it was, yeah. Very, very impressed with what he did. Yeah. It wasn't an easy race, let me tell you. It was a tough race. No, definitely not. So it doesn't matter where you live. Doesn't matter yeah. where you live. It, you still have to get them. You know. And you well, got the results it. will show that Joe. They're all yeah. over the place. Yeah, yeah. A right. good pigeon is a so, good pigeon, and that's it. Yeah. Well, look, I think you had the best pigeon in your area for the day. From all, if you compare all federations, really. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a no, that's a very good thing, I tell you. Yeah, pretty. What's happy. the bloodline? The bloodline there, if I have to tell you, someone gave me a, a grizzled hen. Someone gave me a blue bar cock, and I don't know what they are. But um, they always always produce good youngsters, and I've usually got them to, to right up the end of the race season, so much so that Mick Scandalero uh, also clocked one of mine uh, the week before. There you go. From the, from the a nest, mate. From, so there you go. Oh, very good. Excellent. Yeah, so they're doing all right, but I, I couldn't tell you the bloodline behind them, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. That, But it's a good <laughs> pigeon. We call him, we call him the Casitas yeah, bloodline. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Huh? The hard day pigeon. The yeah. hard day pigeon. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations from all of us here at Pigeon Radio, and um, good luck for next week. I appreciate that. And, and I'll just say congratulations to the winner, Albie Bell, because that was, that was a definitely a good bird. Yes, so. it was. Well done, Albie Bell. Well, we tried to call him, couldn't get him, but I rang him earlier, yeah. and he said, look, he was going out, so I said, he said, look, just tell everybody thank you for, uh, you know, their text messages and, and their phone calls, and he did say that the bird was a, uh, uh, where is it, where is it? It was a Josh Stone across Goodyear. Oh, that's right, Goodyear across right, Josh yeah. Stone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so. And, uh, yeah, he, he'd be pretty happy. That's his first win for a while, long yeah. while, so he'd be yeah. really yeah, happy Very happy for him, very happy for him. Well done, Elby Bell. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. All right, thanks, Paul. All good. Thank you very much for having me on. See ya. All right. This is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have the Federation winner this week from Daniloquin for the Western Pigeon Federation in Melbourne. And uh, he's been on the radio before. I think he got a fed last year. And he's won another one this year. And um, it's none other than Reno Kasia. Hello, Reno, and congratulations on your win and on the WPF uh, race from Daniloquin on Sunday. Thank you, Ivan. Thank you very much. So tell us a little bit about what happened. How did you clock the bird? What kind oh, of bird you clocked? But I always... Um Oh, the wind blew the eaves of the garage, uh, and I was fixing him up, and um, was about half past eleven. I said to me, Mrs. Oh, I better uh, stop what I'm doing. I'll go and get the get the loft, you know, get everything ready, mm. right? Mm. And um, I got, you know, got what I had to do in the loft. And uh, when I was walking back to the to the house, mm. I seen uh, three birds coming from the uh, east, direct east, mm. and. Um, 
Yeah, two was was mine, and the other one wasn't mine. It kept on going sort of the uh, towards the west. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, like you know yourself, I've been having trouble with the Gossies again this year, um, mm-hmm. and I lost a bit of time to get him in. But anyway, they uh, talked over the story, um, <laughs> and I ended up getting getting him in, and um, got one of them went in right, and the other one stood on the garage for about two minutes before it decided to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, I was tickled pink, tell you the truth, because I didn't think I'm going to win one this year, not with all the problem I had with because he's... You know, mm. just so what's the anyway. bloodline? Sorry? The bloodline of the bird. Um, it's down of the Rambo line, out of Steve Gonzalez, uh, the grand-grandchildren grand of the original ones I got from Steve Gonzalez lot. Yeah, okay. um, they the Hoobins, um, yeah. they're straight Hoobins. Yeah. Both both of them actually the, the the two birds they came together both of them are hoovens yeah. right yeah. and uh, matter of fact you wouldn't believe it right um, Joe Ferruja got the the grandmother of the pigeon that came with the Fed winner right yeah. and and uh, what's his name Rob Sarge I got the um, the grandmother of the of the Fed winner. <laughs> they got him off me this year. Oh, um, good. Yeah, so um, I'm glad I'm glad that they got him because uh, hopefully they they bring in Fed winners. Mm. So, do you what do you think for the rest of the season? You're going to get any more? Oh, I have a hard to say. I wasn't expecting to win one today. I'll be honest with you, I wasn't right. Mm. Um, the birds have been doing the right thing coming home, but. They've just been having trouble getting him in. That's all, right? Mm. So if they trip in, yes, I would say we have another chance to win another one. Mm. Um, but that's in God's hands, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, we just got to wait and see, I suppose. So what's Reno Acacia doing for the future? Uh, uh, hopefully I'll be able to race next year. Mm. Um, and then I look. I won't be flying on the West Track. Uh, I'll give that year away for sure. Mm. Um, and I see how my health goes um, after that. If my health improve, I will race again. If it don't, I'll have just a, a complete sale. Mm. Uh, we'll go from there. I just uh, take it, um, you know, week by week, and that's all we can do. Mm. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Thank you very much. Reno, it's Joe as well. Congratulations. Yeah, should be happy with that. Thank you. Excuse me. I think you. uh, I think you're going to win a couple more this year. That's for sure. Oh, have a look. I I hope so. Um, We just got to wait and see. Have a look. The three races before should have got high up in the Fed, but of course couldn't get him in. Right. Yep. um, and I haven't been getting one. I've been getting a few birds together. That's, so That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Uh, I just hope, like I said, um, it's in God's hands. Um, if I can trap him in, hopefully I do a lot better, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's right, exactly. We just we just got to wait and see. You know, exactly. I, I just take it day by day, you know, and that's about it. You well, know? mate, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because uh, I, the birds I think, are... to be honest with you, I think on, on Wednesday... I went to the Shepparton turn off. I was expecting to everybody be there. Yeah. Nobody was there. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. So I said, oh, well, my policy is my birds go. It doesn't matter if it's raining, thunder, 
whatever it is, they bury something, don't for Brett, take it back. Yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, bugger it. I opened them up. I waited till quarter to 11 and yep. nobody turned up. So I opened them up and off they went. And probably that's what made them do what they did. Maybe, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think you could be right. Mm. You know, yeah. it could be. I, like I can't say, but that's the only thing I've done any different this week. So are but, you doing uh, anything different from last year or have you... The, the only thing I'm doing different this year, last year... I was learning about twice a, twice a day, but I had trouble with the gossy, and then I got rid of the gossies. And um, this year, I had the same problem again. So, um, what I'm doing, I'm just letting them out in the morning. I'm not letting them out at night. Uh, I just get them in, lock up the loft, so the gossies can't get in the loft. Uh, that's what I'm doing this year, different than last year. Okay. Um, so- it's just uh, where I where I live. I just can't help it, you know. Just I suppose that's pigeon racing. Everybody's have some. Some, something that goes wrong with their yeah. in the loft, I'm sure. Yeah. You know? So you're going to take him back to Shep Turnoff this week? Oh, if I feel if I feel okay, I will. Let's see um, if the theory works. <laughs> yeah, have a look. I, I think. Have a look. Um, we 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 do our pigeon fanciers. We do a lot for the pigeons, right? Do, but yeah. I think. Um, a good pigeon flyer, I'm not saying I'm a good pigeon flyer. I'm not nowhere near a good pigeon flyer. I, I say I'm just a mediocre. Um, but I think a good pigeon flyer, like I used to be, um, could read the pigeon, could know when the pigeon needs more work, when pigeons need less work. When uh, You know what I mean? They can see the birds and the pigeons themselves, they tell them what to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's when you become a good flyer, Right. Um, I I lost it. I lost it. Being away from the pigeon racing for 10, 12 years, whatever I was missing, uh, I lost it. Uh, and I haven't got it again, right? I, I can handle a fit pigeon and things like that, but I haven't got that um, that thing I can look at the pigeon and say, mm, geez, I think better give him a rest. Yeah. You know? Um, I remember a few of the – because Kilo used to be a lot of flyers here in the, in the olden days. You know, we had about 28 flyers. And there was about seven flyers around me within half a kilometre, right? They used to say, oh, how come you haven't let the pigeons out for the last two or three days? Mm. Oh, I can't be bothered, I used to say to them. I can't be bothered. Yeah. Right? But I used to know that the pigeon needed a rest. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. Right? And I used to see when the pigeon needed more work. So I used to get up um, and used to take him to Point Cook every every night, Right? And, mm. and let them go at dusk, at dusk mm. right, um, to to bring the condition up, right? Um, these days, I can't, can't do that anymore. You know what mm. I mean? Mm. Um, but anyway, that's in the past. So how, many, how many training runs do you give them a week? Uh, have a look. I try to give them two tosses a week. Mm. Um, I like to toss headwind if possible, like, uh, like the people that know me will will tell you that. Um, it's like uh, Tony Tony knows because I like I speak to his son a lot, and um, I say to him, toss against the wind. Don't go don't go because you you go on track. Go against the wind because against the wind they gotta work. That's true, right? Uh, how many times I say that to him, Tony? You know, um, and I believe. Um, I remember uh, I'm talking about before I gave the birds away. Um, 
the only places we used to toss it was in Queenscliff. Never tossed anywhere else, mm. right? I used to take them on Saturday mm. morning, mm. let them go at daybreak, and Frank Jessica used to take them on Tuesday and let them go on Tuesday at daybreak from Queenscliff. Mm. And that's all we used to give them, right? Mm. And we, with both of us, we used to win feds. Mm. You know what I mean? So I don't think, you know, people emphasise that they need to toss their pigeons online, <laughs> right? Because they no. say that they, they get mm. the points and they come that way. Mm. That's a lot of crap. Mm. Pigeons will race from any, doesn't matter where you take them. Yeah, north, no, south, you east, don't have west. to teach them how to come home. They know they how to know, come they, home. They navigate. They know how to they, navigate, correct. right? Yeah. And to me, you've got to race. You've got to race the birds. And if you toss them headwind, right, it makes the bird work. It's better make the bird toss for half an hour than an hour that they push with the wind. Mm. That's my belief. The only time that I take them in the tailwind is if they get hit or they get a couple of hits and they're a bit hawk shy, then you put them up in the tailwind to give them more confidence, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that because, mm. <laughs> look, I get trouble with the hawks at my place. So what do you do? Mm. Don't let them out? You can't really do nothing. I, mean, my, my, I know that you t- tossed down at Port Wilson also when you start off and... My, right. my wife went there taking photos, oh, was it about three or four days ago? Yeah. They got that Werribee um, treatment plant for the water, right. yeah? yeah? Down yeah, there yeah, next yeah. to Port Wilson. She yeah. spotted 100 falcons. Yep. Yeah. She took yeah. photos. She's got photos of about 50 different falcons. She's got falcons sitting on posts eating whatever they've caught for the day, yeah? However, there, there's doesn't matter where you go, right? I went to uh, Avalon with a good mate of mine. Mm. We met we met there and we tossed the birds together, mm. right? And we let them go, mm. right? Mm. They On the way back, there's a petrol station on the left-hand side, BP petrol station, mm. right? When mm. they got there, four peregrines hit them, mm. right? Yeah. They, oh. split, they split the – I dropped four, yeah. and I think he dropped six, and yeah. I dropped six, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, another time – I went to uh, Torquay, Torquay Turnoff. You're the big ground about this. Yeah. Right? Again, headwind. Yeah. Right? Let him go there. Right? Same thing again. Right. I dropped four. I've seen them actually dropping the pigeons. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen the four dropping. Right? Peregrine falcons are everywhere. Yeah. You know, like the, the old flyers used to say, Johnny Hawk needs to get their food. Yeah. You know what I mean? So well, you know, some people, it. you know, would blame liberators. Oh, you shouldn't have let them up in that weather, and you shouldn't have done this, and you should. But they don't realise that the, the the pigeons are probably seeing falcons every ten kilometres. Oh, have a look. Last year, I went to Mildura, and I have never seen in my life so many peregrines yeah. and gossies and brown, right? Um, in my life, I have never seen so many. Mm. Right, and when I came back and I said, "Geez, we're going to have a disaster year this year," mm. right? So, um, and we got plenty of water, so the birds breed twice as much, twice as much, right? So, the, if there was a thousand peregrines, there would be probably three thousand peregrines now. Mm. Yeah, you're right. right. I think you're right. So, some people say, oh, no, there can't be that many. But I'm telling you, me and there Tony, is. when we were taking the birds, 
during the COVID up to Midiac. How many did you count, Tony? That's about 150. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, people don't realise it because they don't do the travelling, right? If they know, if they go to the country, that's correct, and, and open their eyes and can see what there is going around, mate, you'd be surprised. So we know that we're going to drop pigeons, mm. right? Mm. Um, the only thing we've got to do, we just got to make sure that our pigeons that we raise, they are fit and healthy, right? Mm. So we give the pigeon a better chance that their reflexes are, are a lot quicker than the peregrine mm. so they can avoid the peregrine, mm. right? I think that is that is what we got to do. Mm. I think a lot of people put pigeons in because it's their turn to go to the race, mm. I think that's the biggest mistake there is. Like, for instance, we've got three races from each each place, right? Yep. And you've got one team, two teams, three teams. This team has got to go to that team. That, and it goes into in that. No, Instead of handling that. every pigeon yeah, and right. make sure yeah, exactly that the pigeon right. is got to select. enough to go select. to the race. You've right? got to select, look at the wings. Sometimes the flights are not in order and you can't send that bird. And you've got to have a look and make sure that the condition of the pigeon is all right. Correct. You've got to make sure that this is the fitness of the pigeon is all right. Yep. You know, I had one of our, my colleague, one of our club members rang me up, a young young fella, and he said to me, he said, oh, i got the, uh, I got a problem with some birds with the last flight. I said, yeah. I said, how long is it? And he said, oh, it's about, oh, about 75 mil long. And I said, okay. I said, we go on to Rochester. I said, you toss a talkie every week, right, mm. at the beach. I said, do you hesitate to toss that pigeon on talkie? He said, no. I said, why are you going to hesitate to put him in Rochester? Mm. And he looked at me and said, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Yes. You understand what I mean? Yeah. People toss the pigeons, mm. right? Mm. They don't look at the flight when they toss the pigeons, but they look at their flights when they race the pigeons. Reno, we're going right. to have to stop you there, my friend, because we've got other interviews to do. And, uh, okay, mate. mate, we want to say thank Well, thank you for coming on and congratulations. Congratulations. And, uh, and you might right. win another thank one, you. mate. And we'll have you on again, yeah, if you yeah. win another one. Uh, yeah, if we win one, if we're lucky enough to win one. Uh, what am I saying if, when you win another one? Yeah. Okay? Hey, listen, I think if you can win one every year, you're that's doing nice. very, very that's well. That's nice. And you, you, you have a good, I mean? yeah, you're right. Have a yeah. good one, mate. All right, we'll talk again good, soon. Good on you, okay, Thank you. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have once again to hit the airwaves here on Pigeon Radio is Mr. Michael Portelli. Hello, Michael, and welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. G'day, Ivan. G'day, Joe. G'day, Tony. How are you? Good, mate. Good. And congratulations, mate. Yes, Second fed. Nice to keep them up there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, always a good feeling. And, yeah, that sure is, mate. Uh, good to see you up there, pal. Yeah, uh, hopefully just try and keep them there, like I said. Yeah, yeah, well, give me a couple of tips to get my ones up there as well, too, please. <laughs> yeah, no worries, man, we'll, 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 we'll do. There's a new flyer, Joe Angelino wants to know. <laughs> no, I've, heard that, I've, heard, I've heard that once before. You have, yeah, plenty of times. 
<laughs> All right, let's go, Ivan. Yeah, you go. You're All right, yeah. Oh, so, so we, um, yeah, Mick, we've got uh, a guy that wants to know. Uh, his name's David Francis, and he said uh, he wants to know. Your opinion on a 500 national for all Melbourne federations? Um, look, for me, um, once we get up to four, five, six hundred miles, I think, um, especially um, organisations on the same track, for me, um, it's not rocket science. I think they all should be getting that put up together for, for the simple fact that. Um, the birds just benefit so much from it being able to have a lot of cover out there and, and coming through, you know, 100 miles per every 100 miles they come through. They've got numbers there coming through. And with numbers, you're going to get, you know, decent numbers home. When you've got very, very small numbers of pigeons coming through, um, I think it makes it a lot, lot harder to, to keep getting them through because you got if you have five pigeons coming through and you're 100 miles from home, so there's only a group of five, boy, it's bloody going to be very, very hard to get one of those five home with the falcon factor we have these days. Whereas if you've got maybe 100 pigeons coming through, you know, 60, 70 miles, 80 miles from home, you've got a, a very good chance of a good number of those pigeons coming through. So for me, uh, 500 miles, the more pigeons you can get out there, definitely, definitely better for flyers and better for their pigeons, 100%. So I'd, I'd, I'd definitely be in all favour. I'd definitely be in favour of all that. You know, a lot of people say to me, you know, you hear a lot of people say about, you know, worrying about, um, you know, because there's different organisations in different areas and they worry about, you know, drag and all the rest of it. Um, like I've always said, at 500 miles when they're getting pretty close to home, I don't think there's very big groups coming through. So I think drags are very, very... Um, minor problem at that stage. Like when I raced in 2010 in the VHA, I was only one guy flying, you know, a long, long way west of all the of, of the, uh, the 177 members at the time that were flying. Um, and my pigeons had to break out from a lot of pigeons, and no other organisations were anywhere near us. They were on a northeast line that we were flying a northwest line at the time, so pigeons had to break a long way to me. And, you know, in the long runs, five and 600 miles, I got in both the five and the six. I only sent seven to the six and got seventh fed. Um, so I think at that stage, you just got to hope you've got one in the league group. It's not a matter of worrying about drag or anything like that. And if you've got one and there's, you know, a few birds out there, you're hopefully going to get that bird home. So uh, to me... Um, I don't worry about drag and things like that. I worry about the birds just getting getting through as close to Melbourne as they possibly can with as much help as they possibly can. So for me, I think it's, uh, yeah, definitely a good idea. They should be should be having those sort of combines at those distances where, you know, bird numbers can come through. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. Well, I hope one day that does – I hope that happens one day. Oh, look, I think, you know, whether people like it or not, sooner or later it probably has to happen because, unfortunately, no organisation is really sort of getting any bigger these days and every year that passes, you know, you've got the cost of things these days is, is starting to hurt people and people are getting at it for that reason. You know, people get, you know, there's generations every 10 years it goes past, you lose a lot of flies in that generation um, and as you all know, it's, you know, new flies aren't coming in, in droves these days. So, 
um, you know, it's uh, it's going to get to the point where numbers are going to dwindle for all organisations. Um, you know, we were all big organisations once upon a time and we, you know, shadows of, of our past numbers. So um, I think eventually we'll have no choice. We, we would probably, you know, have to amalgamate and those, you know, definitely the fives and sixes, it's going to get to the point where to get pigeons home, you're just going to have to combine and, and um, you know, have some decent numbers out there to get pigeons home. Otherwise, they're just going to be picked off slowly or, or most of the way home. What that people don't realise is two falcons, you know, I've seen it myself, you, you wouldn't think so. I've seen it myself where, you know, a couple of good falcons can put 100 pigeons down to the ground. Yeah. You see some federations sending, you know, two, three, four hundred pigeons to a 600. Two or three falcons into them could well and truly put a lot of those pigeons to the ground. You know, I've seen, we went to Cressy, and that's only 100 k's from home last year, and we got hit by five falcons in one hit. You know, oh, so, wow. So, you know, these things definitely happen out there. Um, so numbers, yeah, look, continue to dwindle, and I think the more that the more p- pigeons we get out there, and the only way we can do that is by, uh, you know, joining forces at those longer races. You, so, you've been racing for a long time, Michael. Do you remember Falcons as bad as they are now? Oh, they definitely never were this bad, Ivan. Like, the thing is, like, years and years ago when we first started, you know, they they used a lot of products like DDT and things like yeah. that. And you found, the, the, you know, the, the side effects of that when they ate, ate rabbits and things like that that were killed by stuff like that. Um it would affect the falcons and that by I think it made when they laid eggs and that that made their the eggshells very thin and, and a lot of them didn't hatch out. Right. Um, since they stopped a lot of that, you know that sort of thing. Um, they had, they, I think they breed better than pigeons do. You know they can have clutches of three and four eggs. So wow. um, and and a lot of them you see in some of the city buildings here. A lot of those things hatch three and four babies and raise three wow. and four babies. So wow. and then you've got you know the breeding programs going on and releasing them everywhere as well. And I've got to stop you right there, Michael. And uh, we've got a break for the Southern FM National Radio News right now. And while we go into the news, because we're talking about Falcons, here's a little bit of Jojo Zepp and the Falcons with a song quite appropriate and entitled Hit and Run. We'll catch you with more of Michael Portelli after the news and more of Pigeon Radio Australia.
listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. You're tuned to the only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world, and that's Pigeon Radio Australia. And we were talking to Michael Portelli before the news, and as I was saying, my wife, as I was telling you mm. off air, she goes photographing around, and she went out to the Werribee water treatment plant there near Point Wilson, their Avalon Point Wilson area, and mm. she come home, and she's looking through her photos, and I'm looking over her shoulder, and I said, gee, I said, there's a lot of falcons. She says, I spotted 100 of them today down there. Mm. And she's got photos of 50 of them. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised. There's, they're, they're everywhere, mate. And uh, I don't think you can really toss anywhere these days without getting hit. It's uh, very, 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 very rare. You go out for a training toss unless you're pretty lucky that, you know, you don't get hit by one or two. Uh, well, even so, at the um, when people flying them around the roof are getting... Oh, oh yeah, look, I know of a few guys earlier this year were getting absolutely just destroyed by Falcons and um, doing a lot, a lot of damage. You know, six Angelo Ekshak, he was getting cane up there in Caroline Springs, and that's only what Caroline Springs, and, you know, he had he had um, a falcon, you know, dropping pigeons into trees everywhere, injuring pigeons, you know. And we showed me at one stage he had seven or eight pigeons hurt on the one day. Um, so, uh, and that's just local at home. Uh. They're out there, unfortunately, and um, they're definitely a lot worse these days than they have ever have been. Yeah. So which I think, and and I think they're contributing to a lot of our problems with losses. Um, you know, the last few years, I know, last year when we were on the northwest line, whenever we got a little bit of east in the wind and it pushed them out to, you know, the eastern sides of Oyen, Midiac. There, they got you know those forested areas where they're actually releasing falcons and that, and we were getting absolutely destroyed out there. So, um, yeah, they're they're pretty deadly out there. Do you think that um, when people are training their pigeons, we can use some sort of um, method that we release them at different times and that? Do you think that it outsmart them a bit? Could we outsmart them? Oh, look, I think it's um, luck of the draw. If you're out there and there's a falcon out there, you can be the first lot up, the third lot up, the fifth lot up. And I think it just boils down to if you're unlucky and they – I mean, I've seen people, you know, we've put them up at Shepherd and turn off. Someone will put them up and not get touched and and then 10 minutes later another group go up and then a the falcon's there and belt the crap out of them. She'd probably been five or six k's away, saw the first lot go up and then come a bit closer and was, was lucky to get, you know, come into the second group of birds. So – um, I mean, look, you probably as a pigeon flyer have to use your own brains as well. I mean, I, I've always really liked to toss if I can help, especially early on when they're a bit green. Um, I always try to go up around that one o'clock mark where oh. you hope butterflies have already put pigeons up and the <laughs> falcons have had a, a bit of a feed early in the morning and they leave you alone. But um, I think you've got to be a little bit wise to it and careful. I know they're prolific hunters in the morning and evenings, so uh, they're sort of two times I try to avoid early morning and, and late evening. Yeah. Um, and I find I have a little bit more success, you know, if I go around that 
12 o'clock, 1 o'clock mark, I generally sort of get away with it. Uh. Depending on where you go, I think if you go, you know, I don't really, I don't go anywhere past, you know, when I first start training them, I, I go straight to Greensboro, which is about a 45k fly uh. for them, but usually they're flying a lot well, so I'm not too worried about going out that far with them straight up. Uh. But it's a fairly safe area. It's been a pre- pretty safe area for me, so I try to look for safe tosses for them. Um, but if I'm going anywhere out north, I'm not going to go on my own. I can assure you I'll definitely want to, you know, even a thousand pigeons isn't enough, quite honestly. Yeah, true. We shepherd and turn off a few weeks back and we we had probably a thousand birds and uh, still managed to lose two and those birds had been raced from 100. They'd been already to Rochester and they couldn't get home from 100k toss, so the only thing that's happened to them is is they've got hit for sure and uh, not made it home. So... um, yeah, look, you really do need numbers out there for sure. Oh, that's the only way. That's the only way you can really outsmart them. I think you've got to have decent numbers out there, and at least if a falcon comes and there's, you know, you've got fifteen hundred pigeons, they're not. If I take mine on their own and I've got, you know, one hundred and fifty pigeons, two falcons come into and be puts down two or three pigeons, they're all they're mine because uh, there's no one else with me. But if there's a thousand pigeons there, well, you've got a little, you've got a, a, a ten time better chance that it, that it's not going to be one of yours, and that's the way I look at it. So, and in having this discussion, I'd like to emphasise also that I don't know a pigeon fly that's not gutted by losing a bird or having one come home injured. Yeah, look, I was swearing a bit to this afternoon myself. Like, you know, you have very, you know, I had two hens come home hawk today and two nice, beautiful hens, well bred pigeons, and it's sort of. What, is, what upsets me is that, look, they got home, it's all right, and they'll recover and everything, but they recover physically, but I don't think mentally is a different kettle of fish. You know, mentally, falcons do a lot, a lot of damage mentally yes. to pigeons. Um, once they've been hit, usually a lot of times, the next time they see a falcon, they're, they're looking for cover, and um, once they start looking for cover, they're probably not going to get home after a couple of more races because they're going to go to cover the falcons looking for those pigeons that are going to cover, trying to get away, you know, break from the groups, and usually they're the ones that they seem to uh, either injure or get, or, or you know, get. So it annoys me when I do get them like that. And the other thing I was saying is that you mentioned it does mentally disturb them. I had a bird last week, I was midweek tossing, and um, – she come home late, but she was in good condition to toss her because it wasn't a far toss. It was only like 40 k's, and uh, she wouldn't come out of the unit. She just refused to come out. I just well, left that's her there. Why a lot of pigeons, they're not stupid. They're pretty smart, intelligent creatures, I can assure you. If you, well, put it this way, if you were in a house and you were, and you, there were two lions out in your front yard, you wouldn't be going out in your front yard. You'd stay inside too, wouldn't you? <laughs> so um, they're, they're not doing anything. They're, they're smart pigeons. They're, they're, they know what's out there waiting for them, and um, unless there's someone to chase them out, that's where they're going to stay. It's not the first time we've had pigeons come back in units and they just haven't gone out of the unit because... Um, they know what's waiting for them, so I don't blame them. <laughs> Poor little buggers, I don't blame them. What but, do you uh, usually do with birds like that? Oh, look, if I get a pigeon that gets hit, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that pigeon recover 100% before it goes anywhere near a basket, and then when I do train, it'll only be very short so that it gets its conf- tries, try to get its confidence back again. Mm. Um it's just a matter. It depends on look. It depends on the pigeon as well. Um, you get some pigeons can cope with it and they just recover and they, and and they go on to be very good pigeons. I've had I had one hen. Yeah, she was a tremendous race pigeon. She um, got hit as a youngster 
two weeks out from the first race and she got she was up they were up in the heavens up at Cressy. I took them to Cressy and they were up in the heavens and um, two falcons come up, up up from above them again and a pigeon peeled out of the pack and I thought she's gone for all money and that's when I learned pigeons are every bit as fast as a falcon when it doesn't want to lose its life because they were dropping, they were kilometres up and these two falcons were on her in a flash and um, should have got that pigeon at the height they were at and she wasn't going to die, she wasn't ready to die and she, she one of the falcons pulled out of the the um, dive halfway down, the other one took it all the way to the ground about half a k away from me and Anyway, so I didn't know what bird it was, obviously, at the time, and I thought, um, you know, there's no way she could have survived that speed that they were going. They looked like smoke was coming off them. But I know the falcon never got her because he um, he came up again and he, he didn't get her at the tree level. But I thought to myself, she's got to badly injured herself because she was the speed they were going. She, I know they've got tremendous brake systems, but... Um, I don't know if she could have stopped at that speed. And um, anyway, cut a long story short, when I got home, the flock was home and um, I was one down and I worked out which hen it was and um, happened to be out of my number one pair, of course, at the time. Yeah. And uh, But luck, look, luckily enough, she, she got she somehow made it home about five o'clock that afternoon and she had a bad limp. She had a few tail feathers missing and anyway, um, that bird, I never got to, because she was injured, I... Uh, didn't get a chance to race her until 300 miles. So at first, she, I let her come good. She she never came good from the limp all season. She carried that limp all season with her. But um, once the tail feathers grew back, I gave her a couple of short tosses. And um, by the time I sort of had a heart, what I thought ready to go for a race, it was 300 miles, so 500 k's. And I got a really nice day and I thought, you know, I'll, I'll send that hen. That's the best chance I'm going to have to get her if I want to race her. And oh. I sent her to the race and she was, I'd clocked and I got in the fed and she was my second bird within 30 seconds of the clock pigeon. And I thought that was a good effort. I thought maybe a fluke, but at least you're home, you know. And so anyway, then I sent her to 350 miles and um, I'd clocked, I think I got 10 fed or something and bang, she was within 10 seconds of the clock pigeon again. And I thought, well, geez, that's a bloody good effort. Your second race, 350 miles and coming off a, off a, you know, an injury and everything, and she was, you know, in fed time again, and I thought, good effort, really good effort. And then I sent her to 400 miles. We went up with five organisations, 3,000 pigeons, and um, I had them pretty right, and uh, I got three together, actually, and um, after an eight-and-a-half-hour eight fly, I got three together, and um, they landed and came out of three different directions after they split up and went into the flying together. They were just switched on, and... Anyway, she was with them again. She registered first and won against 3,000 pigeons. And I thought, geez, that's a bloody good hand. <laughs> I remember yeah, she's definitely. coming up a setback. And then I sent her to 400 miles in national. And um, I clocked her mother's half-sister, got fourth fed, eighth national. She was second pigeon again. She got eighth fed, 17th national. And then I thought, I better keep this pigeon because she's too good to lose. And then I... Um, I bred from her the following year and I, I never clocked any of the two young ones I bred off her. So as a three-year-old, I thought, oh, I reckon that bloody hen, I reckon I could clock her again. And I thought, I'll pull her out again and I'll race her again. And anyway, she was in stock. I had her in stock. I pulled her out a month before the first race, poor bugger, and I chucked her in the first race. And um, she was second pigeon again. I couldn't believe it. And then I sent her to 180 miles. She was second pigeon again. I thought, you're going back to, going back to where you were again. And then we went up with the Union and the WPF together in a tough 240-mile race. And um, 
they were six hours on the wing and I got two together, her and her sister, and I won the Fed by five minutes to both organisations. And I thought, geez, how good is her? And then, poor little bugger, I sent it at 300 miles. It was all, I was going to be a, a tough 300. I would, it was a headwind and um, pretty ordinary conditions, but she was absolutely glowing. Her eyes were hanging out of bed. She was bloody tight in the feather. She just, I thought, oh, I'm going to win with that hen. I thought she's going to win this for sure. And um, anyway, I sent him away and we copped an eight-hour fly and I, I got a black cockbird and I thought, shit, I can't believe I didn't get that bloody three-year-old hen. Anyway, five minutes later, I got another pigeon and I never got her and I thought, shit, something's happened to her. She's never been past second pigeon home. Anyway, I never got her when she went to the club Cut a long story short, I didn't get her on the day and I was absolutely gutted. I won the feed with the black cockbird that I clocked yeah. and I was absolutely shattered. I wasn't even happy that I won the feed. I was shattered. <laughs> oh, no. And then uh, we had the $30,000 race the very next day on the Sunday and I was about 12 o'clock, I was thinking to myself, I was thinking, shit, if that bloody hen could walk home, she would have walked home. For sure she's come a gutter. And um, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, a pigeon went screaming into the fly, and I thought it was a breeder's plate pigeon, but I thought it was a bit, bit early, so I braced to the uh, fly in, and it was my bloody three-year-old hen, and wasn't I happy. It was like I, I won through it to 30,000, but again, poor thing, she had a hole in her back and tail feathers missing. They'd, they'd, hit, they'd hit her again. And then I thought, no, nah, look, I, I ended up clocking two of her daughters for fourth and ninth then, and I thought, no, nah, she's not going anywhere again. So some pigeons manage to overcome it, but I find that pigeons that generally get hit, nine out of ten of them, it's, it usually just um, destroys them mentally and you very sort of, very often you lose them shortly after. So definitely, definitely, definitely if you can avoid them, it's a, a bonus if you can avoid them. Yeah, it's not easy these days though. No, no. I think, um, I think they're going to be, um, a very, very big problem in the, in the coming years for us as well. The numbers, unfortunately, our uh, bird numbers will probably drop through membership and things like that, and I think it's probably going to come to sort of bite us on the backside a little bit as well over the next few years. Do you think that all federations, doesn't matter where we are in Melbourne, we're all in Melbourne, do you think it would be better if they all went up Together, this drag thing. I don't know. Some people say there's drag. Oh, unfortunately, Ivan, the situation is. Look, it would be fantastic to be. You know, once upon a time, we only had the one organisation here, BA Chain. It was, you yes. know, when I raced in. My dad raced in the early seventies, and you know, I remember then they had, you know, probably six hundred odd members. Um, but right. look, federations being federations, you know, you will get. Um, because it's such a vast, you know, area that's being covered, you're going to get organisations break away from, you know, first the union broke away and then the WPF are broken away from them, you guys are broken away from there. So you're going to get that, unfortunately, to try and, um, you know, people try to keep closer to each other and have, you know, um, federations where they can be a little bit more competitive. So I think, unfortunately, you will, that, that situation will always occur and, Unfortunately, trying to get everybody to conform uh, will be very, very difficult. Um, I think, look, you could get to a... I would love to see a situation where uh, all organisations were up together at the same race points and you just kept each organisation as its... Yeah, as in uh, like a section. As its own entity yeah. and, and, and they fly as they are, but have an overall result. The only, the only thing is, unfortunately, in shorter races... 
drag does make a difference for a lot of flies. But the other thing that happens though when you when you have do have a lot a lot of pigeons released together you have to have a good pigeon to think as well and break away. Mm. So you, you you will have a lot of situations too where, say, in the WPF you get a, a win like today, you're going to get the guys in the east will dominate these sort of races. But mm. when you've got five organisations going up together and um, pigeons having to break away from a lot, a lot of pigeons, pigeons have to do a lot more thinking. So someone who was in a good position but his bird wasn't thinking may not necessarily win that day because the wind suited him because not all the birds are coming to the same area. So it can work both ways for you, if you know what I mean. Um, You see when you toss at Shepherd and Turnoff, if you put up, you know, a 1,000 WPF pigeons, you'll get... If I toss 150, I'm going to get 50 or 60, you know, in the first group, and then they're going to come in big groups. You put them up with, you know, seven or 8,000 pigeons, and there's pigeons from VHA, pigeons from Union, Greater Melbourne. You know, their numbers coming through first are very, very, are much, much smaller because now pigeons have to think a lot, and a lot of them get, you know, in, in groups and go like bats out of hell. They're not quite thinking right, and they follow the wrong group of pigeons where... So it sort of spreads pigeons out, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So so it, it, it works both ways. You know, you can have... It can eliminate a bit of the drag issue. It can cause the drag issue as well, but it can and it can affect the race in a way that pigeons have to do a lot more thinking when there's a lot more pigeons going into a lot more different areas. Oh. It'll be much like a Barcelona race when they've got to go to oh, different... That's t- what I was going to mention, yeah. You know, um, imagine those four things have to break at the race points to different directions, and they still do it. Well, so, the Barcelona race this year, you've got the um, fella in England, Mark Bennett. He's done a, a fantastic feat with that pigeon, and he, he, he got robbed last year. People were stealing pigeons from his loft. Um, he's got the bird across the English Channel on the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mate, amazing pigeon. Absolutely amazing pigeon. So, you know, like I say, it's... Um, it can it can it can work both ways, but unfortunately, um, the the thing is, you you don't want to have members sort of leading your organisation because they're not happy with the situation. So it's a, it, look, it, it it is a tough tough one because you're sometimes caught between a rock and a hard place. You you want to do it, but you don't want to lose members trying to do it. You know what I mean? So it's unfortunately always going to be a bit of a contentious issue and. Um, uh, It'd be great if it went that way um, because it always really is nice to fly against, you know. Uh, of course. Imagine flying against everybody, flying, you know, five, six hundred flies flying against each other um, compared to, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70s. It's a hell of a lot better competition if you if you could do that. Yeah, but, of uh, course. Whether, whether, whether you can make it come together, that's a different different story i'd love to see it i'd love to see it um like i say personally i love that sort of thing like like i said i went to the vha just to try out for a year because we'd we'd sort of dwindled down to 52 members at one stage and i thought um just for 12 months go there see if i can be half competitive and um and and you know at least i've got somewhere to go if if we kept going backwards at the time thank god we sort of recovered but um you know it did prove, like I, like I said, uh, we had 177 members flying that year. I think I finished 19th overall. Oh, and then probably out of the 20 races, there was at least 
I've never seen a year, not to make excuses, but I've never seen a year with so many West South Wesleys, which absolutely killed me because they were already pushing them yeah. well east of me. And then I've got to give between 30 and 60 kilometres overfly. So it makes it very hard when the birds are yeah. once we're in a north direction. I'm flying even with guys that I'm given 32 k's to. So it made it near impossible. But look, they still gave me some very good results. Um, I still learned, you still learn a lot. You know, I've been racing a long time still, even at that stage. But you'd be surprised how much you do learn. You know, you learn from your mistakes, you learn from, you know, situations you've you've dealt with and then say, shit, I could have done that better by doing this, this and this. And, you know, I definitely learned from it. Uh, um, I'd love to do it again. As a, at The, the travelling's a bit of a pain in the bum because it's Friday nights going a long, long way from home. Made it very hard as well. But um, I really did enjoy it. And um, it wasn't through, you know, the fact that... Um, you know, I, I, I'd rather I'd rather um, not win a fed somewhere and have heavy, heavy competition, and, and it was a real challenge from where I was trying to do it from. Uh, but I really did enjoy it, than then sort of winning often, and 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 you know, you do get a bit a bit complacent at times. It gives you something to drive for as well, oh, which um, I really did enjoy. Um, and I, I probably will do it again, but it. it the the span that you sort of you're having to cover you um, makes it it does make it very hard to be competitive all the time and me being me I like to be competitive all the time and I hate being in a race that you know you you really just can't be competitive because you cannot get a bird to be there were some races there I could have been, had a pigeon thirty minutes in front and I'm still not going to win because it's just the deficit was too much to make up they've got to come into a headwind and you've got to give thirty k's back again yeah. Um, it, it just made it a little bit uh, disheartening. And so I can understand even when guys, you know, I, I do understand with guys that sort of say, you know, dr the drag takes them away from them. You, I, I do sympathise with them because it does happen in those situations. But um, like I say, it can work both ways for you. When you've got a lot of pigeons and pigeons have to think, it spreads pigeons out. My situation was I was one guy in one area, if there were, you know, 20 or 30 other guys, you've got a lot more pigeons coming to your area. That makes a different, big, very big difference. Uh, one one or two pigeons trying to break out of five, four, five thousand pigeons, that's a bloody big ass for a pigeon. So, um, you know, we, we, if you amalgamated and you had a lot more people in certain areas, you will get different results. Like even when the union guys joined us, you know, we had those seven union guys join us a few years ago, Um a lot of people whinged about, you know, they're too far east and they'll, you know, make it kill us and all the rest of it. And I knew that wouldn't be the case because you've got seven people amongst, um, you know, 80 flies and it's the birds are dispersed through a bigger bigger pool of pigeons where they've got to do a lot more thinking. And, yes, if they have the, the conditions to suit them and their birds are there, they're probably going to win it. But, you know, it wasn't the case. The results were always spread out. Um, you know, I don't think they... Won an average day. None of them ever won the average in the WPF, so they were up there a few times and they won their fed races and that. But it was very well spread, and you know, I was just a bit disappointed that our guys didn't let that continue because um, I think it was a, a blueprint for maybe you know um, an amalgamation of organisations happening, but unfortunately, it just didn't. Uh, People started to complain about things. Unfortunately, it just didn't 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 go the way I would have liked it to no. go. Well, we've got Geelong on. We've got half a Geelong on board, mm. yeah, and um, we had the same sort of problem here. 
Yeah, look, I like I said, we've had Geelong with us. At the, we had Geelong with us for a long, long time, and I never, never, ever found a problem with that. You know, you're no. going to get days. You're going to get a day when the days suit them, and you know they might. But they they flying as their own entity with us. Fair enough. Um, you know, but the results were always, you know, pretty. I wouldn't care if they did fly with us as a. No, neither would I. You know, I would have been happy to. Uh, like I said, I'd rather come second out of a. Second fed out of 150 people, then first fed out of 40 people because Correct. I'd get a lot more satisfaction out of this. You know, I'm beating 149 regard instead of 39. So to me, I, I look at that; it makes a big difference to me. I think I ran second fed to pace three times, and um, you know, with West West in the wind, and I was happy to. I, I didn't have any bitterness at all. No. Uh, you know, not winning winning first. I, I was wrapped to run second under those conditions, and. Um, never ever phased me in any way and I would still love to have those guys in our organisation flying against us. Well, most of the people in Europe that get these big bucks for their birds, they're always boasting how they've, um, their pigeons come in from, from a, a 30,000 pigeons and all that sort of stuff, yeah? So yep, that's, yeah. that's the ones that are bringing in the big bucks, yeah? Yeah. Oh, look, I'm a bit... Uh I don't know about those sort of things. Sometimes, you know, some of those birds that are bringing big bucks, I, I like to look at the, yeah, sometimes they, they fly against some pretty decent numbers, but some of their, a lot of their results as well have got, you know, um, 20th against 2,000 pigeons or, you know, 9th against, against 800 pigeons. I've seen a lot of that go on yeah. there as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm disappointed when I get 15, 15 the fed against 3,000 pigeons. You say, oh, yeah. not, not with 5th, but if I was sort of 10th or I'm always trying to get in the top handful if I can, the top 5 or top 6, and it's not because I'm disappointed, but that's that's what I aim for. So for me, a pigeon getting, you know, 20th fed, in this, in in overseas, where they sort of say, "Oh, you know, it's got so many prizes, but it was twentieth fed against seven or eight hundred pigeons." Oh, I probably wouldn't look at that pigeon myself no. personally. You know, to me, it's not that I don't um, acknowledge that pigeon. It's twentieth fed, but for me, I'm I'd be looking. You know, I, I, like I say, I get twentieth fed against three thousand pigeons, and I think shit, I missed out. You know, and I'm, I know that's been a bit uh, maybe greedy in that, but when you set yourself, when you set your goals pretty high. You know, you're, you're trying to be the best you can be. And, and to me, um, like in our Fed, we've got, you know, 70-something members this year. Like, for me, my aim is to try and be in the top five if I possibly yeah. can. Um, and I don't really care the conditions that can suit me or not suit me. I want to – that's what I aim for. In fact, I aim, I'm trying to win every week if I can help it. But uh, <laughs> it's not possible because you've got a lot, a lot of good flies. There's some, you know, very, very – Good flies coming up, and and they're getting harder and harder to beat each 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 uh, week and each year, you know. So, but um, you, you've got to aim high, or um, you know, when I'm when I'm not up there, I'm looking for, you know, why? I mean, I got second fed today, and I'm still thinking, you know, um, I had a couple of birds hawked, and and to me that sort of alerts me a little bit, even though they've been going very well. Um, there's certain signs I look for, and 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 those signs worry me, I don't really care that I got second fed and, and I had back up there, I had two together and had back up there but um, certain signs that bother me I want to look into, look into and whether I'm flying well or not and that's oh. the way you can really sort of stay on top of the game and, and, and you know guys that are you know coming up you've got to, you've got to do that otherwise um, 
they're going to keep they're going to keep coming after you, mate. That's simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, in saying that, Michael, um, thanks for your time again today, That's and right, um, we'll catch yeah, up yeah, with yeah. you again next week, and we'll have mm-hmm. another chat. Meg, it's been a pleasure, mate. I love listening to you when you talk. I mean, everyone does, actually. That's why... uh, We've had a lot of positive comments about you coming on the program. That's good, mate. I'm happy for us. That post that we put up of you saying welcome aboard, Jesus, inboxes that we've had, and, you know, well done, gents. You've done a good move, you know. You know, so thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Now you're welcome, mate. You're the best boys. Thanks, mate. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035 or pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor Your one-stop produce and farming supplies Tara Mead We get racing pigeons racing horses racing cattle and poultry feeding All racing pigeon products and supplements available We also have live poultry sales Tara Mead stock feed and farming supplies 1227 Holden Road Tulin Vale Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyright is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyright contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyright is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyright now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 07-3206-2568. Southern FM sponsor. Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales, on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor. Chance to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to Hop Options.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to Hopoptions.com.au and check out our race team. Southern FM sponsor. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted pigeon radio show in the world, hosted and presented by Ivan Fonte. 
Guess what, Mr. Ivan Fonte and Tony What's Barbara? happening, Joe Angelina? You're su- always up to something. I have, I have a little surprise. You're going to give us good news <laughs> or bad news? I'm always I'm the good news man. I'm the good news man. But yeah. I do have a, a surprise, a good old friend to have a chat with. Who? Who? You want me to... Uh, this is... I'll tell you who. Push this button. Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia, Southeast Melbourne correspondent, the one and only, the roadrunner, Tony McPherson. And there you go, Mr. Fonte and uh, Ooh, Tony. Gee. Welcome back, uh, welcome back, Tony. How are you going? Oh, very good, thanks, mate. Oh, mate. Yeah, well, I told them they didn't know what was coming. Yeah. I said, I've got a surprise for you. And, uh, welcome back, Tony. Hello. Welcome oh, back. Welcome back. How are you, B2? I'm well. I'm not, well. Not, not bad, anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, you, I see you had some had good pigeon there the other week. Well done. Yeah, that was all right. Yeah. Congratulations, mate. Thank congratulations. you. And yeah. congratulations. congratulations to you, too. <laughs> You've had too much meat. I don't have too much coffee. I some some bits I got stuck in my throat. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, we, Tony and I were having a chat today, and uh, I was telling him what a great job the Greater Melbourne are doing, just promoting uh, the pigeon racing. Hmm. And actually, they're promoting a. You want to talk about it, uh, Tony? That you're promoting that Tassie race? Oh uh, yeah, look, it's the Croydon Homing Pigeon Club. Yeah, Croydon. And we're guess. going to yeah, we're going to run a, a race um, called the Camp Quality Tasmanian race for 2023 it's going to be held on saturday the 30th of september um basketing at our club rooms on the wednesday night from 6 6 p.m so that's the wednesday the 27th with the release of the birds on the saturday um as you know we're doing a backfill a backfill of the tassie fed um unit that will come to the Croydon Club Rooms and that, that unit takes a maximum of 650 birds. So uh, basically uh, much the same as what um, uh, Felix and Ivan did once before, did a backfill, first in, first in best dressed. So basically it's a 10-bird limit per flyer. Yep. Um, open. It's open to all fanciers who race. Yep. Or transport, or transport, with the uh, major feds, the VPU, the VPO, the VHA, WPF, and the GMPF. Yep. It'll be six dollars a bird. Two dollars per bird will go to camp quality, and the other four dollars will go into prize money. Uh, there'll be uh, pools. Five, ten, twenty, and fifty, and there will also be a Calcutta. And anyone who's ever been to the Croydon Club always know that we put on um, free drinks and food. Mm. So um, those that want to be involved, um, nominate, get your nominations in. Uh, you can either contact myself on oh four two four eight three eight seven double eight or Ray Schreiber on oh four two zero. Five two seven zero nine nine. So yeah, it's a um, we're putting our clubs uh, putting on this race. I've been in contact with uh, Les Mullins, the 
secretary over in um, Tassie, and I've also been in contact with the president, Steve Lucas, and they're more than happy to have us um, uh, support camp quality. Um, and as you know, the more that um, that uh, support that camp quality get, it also helps the Tassie Fed um, with their yeah, um, with their costs for um, uh, transporting their birds back into the, the mainland. That's so, good. so it's a it's a win win for everyone. And um, we're more than happy to be involved. Well done, guys. Now, you said there's only – how many spots? 650? Oh, look, well, there's, it's, uh, there's 650 birds. It's a 10-bird 10, 10 limit per yep. flyer. Yep. And uh, so you need to do your loft nomination. Yes. And that money – the loft nomination is $10. Now, that $10 will go to Camp Quality and also pay for the um, transport to the uh, to the dock. Oh, that's awesome. Right? But that's um, um, Rod Simmons is the person that uh, uh, does the transporting for the Tassie Fed, so he'll pick up the birds, take them down to the wharf, yep. and we'll cover that cost. Oh, that's but, good. Um, so the money goes, you know, what uh, what money we make. If there's 65 flies, that's $650. So, you know, so much of that will go to camp quality. We won't keep any of that money at all. That will go to camp quality or for the, um, you know, um, to pay for them to get to the wharf. Yep. Um, yeah, so basically that's what's on. Um, as you know, Croydon also runs the Croydon Classic. Mm, that's yeah. Okay. Now that's, yep. that's going to be raced this year from Mildura and that will be on the 10th of September. Um, basketing for that will be on the Friday, the 8th of September. Nice. And um, our prize money this year, we've got a total total pool of um, $15,000 and we're paying 10 places. The first prize will be six and a half grand. Oh, nice. That's nice. Right? And um, we're also going to be running two sales, um, one on the uh, 19th of November, at our club rooms, yeah, and the other one will be on the eighteenth of February. Out of the sales, the first bird with the best velocity from the sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so there'll be two two birds uh, clocked. The best birds out of the sales uh, clocked in the Croydon Classic. Will also the uh, ten rings will be given to the breeder and also to the flyer. That is cool. Oh, good. So yeah. when are the rings coming out? Uh, they will. We've got them ordered. They're going to be Croydon Classic rings this yeah. year. Yeah. So they'll be Croydon Classic, and with that, we're going to have a race within a race. We've got our normal twenty dollar ring. Mm. Um, Fifteen dollars of that goes into the prize pool, and five into the um, administration. And then we're having a a $50 ring. Okay. And and there's only going to be $250 rings. And uh, the money out of that, it will be the first bird clocked with the best velocity, Hmm. whether you finish last in the race or if you finish first, you'll win that prize pool. There will only be one prize for the the $50. Hmm. Um, Out of that... Out of that fifty dollars, thirty of that will go into the prize pool. Ten dollars into the Croydon Classic pool because the fifty dollar ring can also win the Croydon Classic as well. Mm. And the other ten dollars will go into admin. 
right? Yeah. So um, basically, it'll be uh, the, the best velocity for the $50 ring. Yeah. Um, whether you finish first or last, or in between, and you don't finish in the money in the Croydon Classic itself, if you're the best bird with that $50 ring, mm. you'll collect the prize pool. Oh, yeah. uh, but if you happen to be the first bird clocked in the Croydon Classic, you collect a lot. How good's that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, that's what we're looking at. So, yeah, so uh, lots of things happening. That's good. The, that's very in good. The so are you going to send Mr Angelino some rings so we can sell them on this side of town? Yeah, yeah, no, no drama whatsoever. Yeah, yeah we'll that'd be that. good. The VPO will be happy to do that. And yeah. I think that we're planning our Breeders Plate show, Angelina. We're going to open it up to everybody, aren't we? We are. Yeah. We are. Yeah. So yeah. we'll send you some of our rings for down there. Yeah, no sweat. That'll be fine. Awesome. You know, I think that'll work out really well with everyone. Yeah. Um, look, the Croydon Homing Pigeon Club this year, is, we've gained three sponsors. Um, we've got the um, Hillsville Greyhound Club who are sponsoring the Croydon Classic. Mm. Um, we've also got um, uh, JNS um, Air Conditioning. They're um, uh, another sponsor. And we've got a tattoo company, Melbourne Inc. Do they do pigeon tattoos? That's good. <laughs> well, uh, as we as we uh, have a few jokes down at the club, if you want, if you happen to win the win a fed or win the club or whatever, you might want a uh, a tattoo on on one of your cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> at least the ring number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or well, you could have two W's and oh, and, geez, and it'll be wow. Well. Yeah, 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 exactly. But, um, I love it. I look, love now, it. if we it's can got... sell a lot of rings down there for the VPO Breeders Plate next year, we're looking at probably a twenty thousand dollar prize. Yep, yeah, that'd be excellent. Yeah, look, um, I, I think um, a lot of the. Uh, Clubs, it's you know, it's a good way to uh, clubs and federations. It's a good way to um, you know promote the sport and also um, you know uh, raise some raise some funds for the clubs as well. Yeah, uh, and that's what it's all about. I know our club at, a few years ago we were struggling along. We had about six members. This year we've got twenty flying members. Wow. And uh, we're going along really well. But the Greater Melbourne has grown immensely. The Greater Melbourne's got it. They have. It's a big federation. And, uh, yeah, I remember when it started, people said it wouldn't last. But, yeah, have a look at it now. That's what they said about the VPO (laughs) 11 years later. I I think there's, look, at the moment there's room for everyone. But somewhere down along the the line, I think uh, we're all going to have to, especially for the longer races, we're definitely going to have to um, look at uh, combining the feds and having national racing from four, five and six. Well, I agree with you, but how are you going to get everybody to sit at the same table and agree with each other? Oh, well. Well, it has to happen. (laughs) It has to happen. It has to happen. Tony's right. What you're saying is right. Yeah, happen. I think I think we've got to we've got to head down that way. We've definitely got to move. Yeah, that I know, way. but what yeah, we've, got to... we've got to put aside we've got to put aside all of our um, differences. Yeah, and, and right. move on. And uh, for the benefit, not for the individuals, we've got to stop thinking about yeah, our own backyard. Right. You start right. thinking for the big picture, and the big picture the is 
um, is the future of pigeon racing in Victoria yes. and also pigeon racing in Australia. So all federations, they should work together. Yeah, so, you know, that's what we've got to do. So um, forget about who did this and who said that and just move Yeah, move but then what about Mr. Arguments for which truck to use? Oh, well. I know. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Yeah, look, all right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we should just do like Tat Slotto and put all the trucks in a barrel and draw it out. And whoever gets drawn, that's but, the but even that would be rigged. Everybody should take it in each year. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's right. That's a good yeah, idea. it's yeah, easier yeah, to work it out. Yeah, that's it's fair. Look, I don't disagree, um, but as you know, um, at some stage or rather. Mm. Um, we've got to look at this. and um, yeah, it's, it's serious. It's, it's serious. You're right. It's absolutely well, serious. Well, seriously, did you see the release of the Barcelona International on from Europe? Yeah. On, yep. on yep. the weekend, That's last awesome. weekend. You know awesome. what? They had 30,000 birds there yeah, from all good. over Europe. Well, and the first time that, I think it was Mark Bennett in England, it's crossed the English Channel and he's won the bloody thing in England. Yes, yes. On the day. On the day. Wow. Yeah, no, it's a great result. Great result. Seeing Mark Gilbert had his horse broken into and everything else um, last year or, or whatever, he's, he's, he's done a marvellous job. And in actual fact, it's a marvellous pigeon, trained by a marvellous um, um, pigeon fancier and, um, yeah, uh, got a great result. Well, um, see, Australia is a continent and Europe's a continent. Now... When you look at Europe, the size of Europe, it's pretty much similar to the size of our country. Very much so. So why wouldn't we be able to do something similar here? Oh, first off, we've got to be able to talk to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. um, And that's that's, that's the problem. That's very Um, important. I think think we need to have a a round table without square corners. Agreed. Agreed. and um, just be able to be civil with each other and show respect and um, and uh, sit down and work out a, a five-year plan and stick to it. Mm. 100% yeah, and, on the money there, Tony, 100%. Yeah, right? yeah. just stick to a plan and, and none of this, oh, we're not going on your truck, we're not. Yeah. Uh, rotate uh, it, like Tony said, rotate it year yeah, after year. Yeah, Trouble yeah. Is well, that, look, that, that, that has been put forward before, but then it all fell over. Yeah, because some people say they don't want to go on this truck and that truck, but if you don't particularly want to put your birds on that truck, you don't have to enter the race. Well, that's exactly right. And let everybody else that wants to enter it, enter it. Well, a lot of of people have criticised different uh, forms of transport, be it the champ here for the VPU or the... WPF or whatever, but they've never used it. Yeah, correct. And you've got to suck it and see. But if you don't want to go on it, don't don't go in it. And that's all there is to it. That's right. Don't knock it until you try it. If you remember rightly, the um, the national race in Victoria was a premier race. It was. And, and it was... It was the brainchild of the VRPU. Yeah. And when they had the... When they had control of it... It was excellent. You know, you had sections, you had everything. Um, and then when they sort of thought, well, we'll share it around or whatever, that's where it fell apart. Yeah. So true, true. you need, I think they, I think personally, I think the VPU should take control of it again and, um, and say, well, if you want to be in it, this is how it's going to happen. And 
will transport the birds. That's right. Right? And we'll organise the transport, and if you don't want to be in it, don't be in it. Exactly. But, and, and look, and the um, pigeon, pigeon Racing Victoria, you know, they've been trying to put on a 500-mile race, but um, <laughs> they've hit that many hurdles, oh. and, it, and, and they're trying to do it for the benefit of the sport, but they've hit that many hurdles and everything else that they put it off for this year. Um, what they need to do, and I've had many chats and everything else with different people, is um, they put it on for everyone. And they say, this is how we're going to transport the birds. And if you don't like it, don't go in it. But it's on for everyone, whether you live in the bush or in the city. Well, yeah, doesn't matter. That's, that's true. Because that's Pigeon true. Racing Victoria represents all, all pigeon fanciers in Victoria. No one, no one should miss out. No country flyers, you know, Ballarat. No, no, no one should miss out. No one. Gippsland. Look, look, I, I've had this, I've had this, you know, mention about um, country flyers going in in our Tassie race for the Croydon Club. Now, this is our first time that we're going to try this, but we're limited to six hundred and fifty birds. So, yeah, um, so you know, you. you and and it's all going to be at Croydon, so you know the first up you got to think okay, um, most of the the majority of the fancies will come from um, metropolitan um, clubs and you know Geelong, um, Melton, all those places. Um, if you're looking at um, well, Terrelgan and Terrelgan boys—they they transport with the VHA and some with the Greater Melbourne. You know, so they're 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 okay to be in it. And so is Geelong boys, um, because they transport with the VPO and the WPF. So we're not worried about that. But yeah, you know, yeah, we would love to have the uh, the country fanciers flying with us, but we've only got room for six hundred and fifty birds at this minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very and, and and you know, first you know, let's. Suck it and see, and if we can open it up and maybe limit it down to less, and be able to fit next year, fit the country. Let's get this one first and see what we can do for the country boys next. Exactly. You know, um, mind you, there's nothing wrong with the country boys setting up a race themselves using the backfill of the Tassie Fed because really what you're paying is going to camp quality and you're only paying to go get the birds over to Tasmania. Mm. You're not paying for it to come back. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Which one? It's, it's a one-way trip. Yeah. That's a good so, idea. You know, That's another good idea. You know that you could have your Bendigo Colac and and those guys um, have a have a country country Tassie, oh. you know, uh, and look, I'll, I'll tell you now, the Tassie Fed would more than welcome it because it benefits them as well. Yeah, another great idea. And, and Tony. The, look, I'll tell you now, the, the the driving force for me in regards to this, and anyone who knows me, um, is that I believe in helping camp quality or children's hospital or, or whatever. And um, and that's what that's the driving force behind the idea of having this race. Is to support a charity and the Tassie Fed as well. That's it. So um, anyone that wants to be in it, 
be feel free to contact myself and Ray. What's and the deadline get, for the entry? Nomination. Or nomination. Well, well, look, the race is on the September the 27th, so it's going to be first team best dressed. Yeah. So if you want to nominate, yeah, uh, contact us. We'll put your name down and we'll give you the bank details and put your $10 in. Done. That will... That will get you a position in the race. Right. So we, and yeah. once that's filled, that's filled. Okay. If we've got sixty-five flies, that's it because the ten bird limit, right? right. Well, nominate three of us. We're in. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. in. Yeah. We're and, in. Uh, yeah. Tony and, and Ivan. Yeah, and I. Just, just uh, send us a text or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And um, we'll put you down. Done. But once they, once we've got the sixty-five flyers, yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tony. Um, two year olds and yearlings. Is it open to all age of pigeons? It's, it's open to old birds, young birds. Old it birds, doesn't matter. Birds. It doesn't matter. That's all right. No, yeah, no that's it's good. an open race, mate. It's an open race. There's, there's, no, there's no drama. You know, it's a look. It's a race. All I'm going to say, Tony, is well done. You guys are yeah. doing an amazing no, job. Thanks, Joe. All right. Thanks, Joe. Um, from all yeah. of us here at Pigeon Radio, you're doing an amazing job. We take our hats mm. off to you guys. And when it gets closer again, I'll get you back on, mate, all right? And we'll have another, yeah, you know, no okay? Yep. We'll just yep. uh, remind that, you know, for everybody and stuff, okay, mate? Yep. Hey, no it was worries, great to have you on the show, Tony, and we're going to get yeah. you on again. It was good to hear from you, mate. Yeah. Okay. And the boys have got a big smile on their face, the both of them, hearing your voice. Yeah, good on you, Tony. <laughs> yeah. No problem. No worries. All right, boys, I'll catch you later. All right. Bye. Bye. See, See you, mate. See you, mate. Same to you. Same. Bye. Bye. Anyway, it's come to the end of the show. This guy off air really makes me mad. He just laughs, Jeez. carries on and cracks jokes and yeah, very difficult. Don't mess with the Fontanator. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's goodbye, Tony. Goodbye, Ivan. Good, goodbye, Joe. Goodbye, listeners. And goodbye to everybody around the world. Amy, so we call you the Falcon. Why don't you be a falcon and go and fight some of these falcons away? Yeah, get, get rid of some. Yeah. So our, our pigeons come to us. Yeah. They don't be eaten. Exactly. <laughs> the falconator. <laughs> anyway, goodbye, Angelino. Goodbye. Goodbye to the li- goodbye to the listeners. I hope uh, you enjoyed the show. Another great show. Um, we've got another jam-packed show next week. Stay tuned. And good luck for you both for next weekend's racing. And um, even you, and good luck to everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you, and good luck to everybody else racing. All right. Goodbye. Cheerio. Cheerio.